The monster I created has taken on a life of its own. I fear my own creation. This is a quote from the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States. Good morning. This is your financial animal buzz on business for Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. My name is William Walsh. Yesterday, we reported that the S&P 500 closed on Friday with a loss of less than one point. Well, on Monday, the exact opposite happened to the Dow. The industrials closed at 37,306, up a minuscule 86 one-hundredths of a point. A gain is a gain, I guess. The S&P 500 recovered from its 36 one-hundredths of a point loss on Friday, and it was up 21 points, about one-half of 1%, closed at 47 41. The Nasdaq Composite was up a stout 91 points, six tenths of a percent. It closed at 14,905. The XRT retailers finished with a small loss. They were off one tenth of a percent, or nine cents, and closed at $70.76. Bonds traded in a tight range and closed with little change on the session. The yield on the two-year treasury was basically flat. It was down less than one half of a tick. It now yields 4.451%. The 20-year closed at 4.221%. That's up less than two basis points. Oil opened much higher but sold off throughout the day. It closed with a gain, though. It was up $1.08, and a barrel now trades hands at $72.81. Likewise, gold, it opened with a 12-point gain but gave almost all of it back in the first half hour of trading. It finished with a gain of $4.80 at $2,040.50. Not much to report from the economic or earnings calendars, although there is a busy, busy, busy week on tap. But that doesn't mean there wasn't news. Oh, no. We got Fed speak in spades and on full display on Monday after setting off the biggest rally in stocks and bonds we've seen in months, maybe years. The Fed now regrets the monster it has created. New York Fed President John Williams stated that policymakers were not really talking about interest rate cuts right now. Did he read the dot plot? Austin Goolsby, president of the Chicago Federal Reserve Bank, was out on Monday, and he claimed he was confused by the market's reaction, adding that Fed members don't really debate specific policies speculatively about the future, which of course they do. I doubt they do a little else. Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester also attempted the pushback, saying that the Fed's next policy phase isn't about when to reduce rates, but how long we need to keep them high to, quote, be assured that inflation is on the sustainable and timely path back to 2% and quote, oh my God, the Fed speak is exploding my my mind. President Mester, perhaps if you had, you know, said that. God, we love this stuff. 
on Sunday, we published the latest premium episode of this podcast on, coincidentally, the Federal Reserve. In that podcast, we went into some detail about the structure of the Fed, and we made an error. I know, we're surprised too. Actually, we contradicted ourselves at one point saying that the presidents of the 14 regional Federal Reserve banks were appointed by the U.S. president and confirmed by the Senate, and at another point stating that they were not. I confess I was reading from extensive notes, and the notes were wrong in just one place. This is the very definition of doublethink, and the appropriate outer party members who prepared those notes are even now at the Ministry of Love being corrected of their thought crime. The presidents of the 14 regional Federal Reserve Banks are not, repeat, are not nominated by the U.S. president. Are not nominated by the U.S. president. They are selected by the boards of those banks. All of the members of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve, including the chairman, are nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate, but not the regional bank presidents. We were wrong. Sorry about that. And that is your Buzz on Business for Tuesday, December 19th. Please join us every morning for five minutes of the latest business, financial, economic, and stock market news. And don't forget our premium episodes where each week we cover a story or a topic that has been in the news and that might affect you, your finances, and your investments. But we don't cover it over the last six hours or six days, but over the last 50 or 100 years. So you can put the news in context, be better informed, and make better decisions. This week, we're taking a look at the housing sector. We might dive into the Great Recession of 2007. You won't want to miss it. It's just for our premium subscribers, however. Premium subscription is just a minuscule $2.99 a month for these four extra episodes. There's a link in the episode description where you can learn more and where you can very easily sign up. We hope you'll join us. And for Financial Animal and FinancialAnimal.com, my name is William Walsh. (laughs) 